day, my name is Candice Davinder and I am a Labour Legal Advisor at the Durban CSAR offices. Good day, my name is Nico Archery and I too am a Labour Legal Advisor at the Durban CSAR offices. Today, Nico and I are going to be discussing unilateral changes to terms and conditions of employment made by employers and the possible risks involved, as well as ways in which employers can effect changes in a legally acceptable manner. That's a very interesting topic, Candice, and we encounter it on a daily basis. Could you perhaps share with us what is a unilateral change to an employee's working conditions? Certainly. Nico, a unilateral change is a change effected by one party to the employment relationship. This usually is the employer who effects a change and does so based on decisions taken, bearing in mind the financial profitability of a business, as well as a strategic method in which to, in certain circumstances, punish employees. These changes are made and effectively substitute the terms and conditions that were previously enjoyed by employees. Now that we have an indication in terms of what a unilateral change is, perhaps, Nico, you can give us some examples that you have encountered in terms of changes effected by employers unilaterally. Sure, Candice. Like you were saying, it could be anything that is not in agreement between the parties and in terms of the employment contract that is changed by one of the parties. What we generally find is in common examples is where an employer maybe wants to expand his business operations and introduce a night shift, whereas employees haven't previously been working that night shift and were only doing one day shift, for example. Other examples include financial aspects, such as when an employer wants to impose a salary reduction of maybe 10% across the board, or to suspend or do away with the bonuses that he pays his employees altogether. This also filters down into the sales aspects whereby targets are changed or commission structures are altered. Candice, now that we've got some of these examples, could you perhaps share with us what the repercussions or risks are for employers who make such changes? Definitely, Nico because there are several remedies that are available to employees and employers ought to approach the exercise with extreme caution. The first remedy that may be available to employees when an effective change is made unilaterally by an employer is the referral of the matter to the CCMA in terms of Section 64 of the Labor Relations Act. This essentially will require the employer to either halt the process in terms of effecting implement and implementing proposed changes, or in the event that the employer has already gone about effecting the changes and implementing them in the workplace, it may then require the employer to restore the original terms and conditions. Further to that, employees may also embark on a strike in terms of Section 64 of the Labor Relations Act. This strike will be considered a protected strike and employees or the trade union in the workplace may provide the employer with 48-hour notice before embarking on that strike. Employers may not dismiss employees who embark on a strike in response to a unilateral change that has been affected by the employer. Should the employer proceed to dismiss these employees, these employees will then have a referral in terms of an automatically unfair termination. Employers also need to bear in mind that the compensation or award at the labor court in terms of an automatically unfair termination 
is a 24-month payment in respect of that. So employers are definitely in line for some hefty operational and financial consequences should they go about effecting changes of their own accord. Now that we know the difficulties that employers are faced with, perhaps you can give us some insight as to how an employer can go about making these changes without incurring these risks. Well, Candice, as you've said, these are really hefty, complex risks and scenarios that employers can face if they don't go about this the right way. What our recommendation generally is, is that the employer meet with all of the interested or affected parties. This could include workplace committees, trade unions, or the employees themselves. Obviously, the idea behind it is to try and reach some sort of consensus or agreement through negotiation. Ultimately, even if the parties can agree on some sort of aspects that might be able to assist with the scenario that the employer is facing, it's always better than going to the risks that were listed by yourself. And Nico, what would you suggest in the event that employees and employers are not able to reach consensus through negotiation or reach an agreement? How would the employer then go about convincing those employees to accept a change? It's also quite a tough situation. Basically, what an employer could do was embark on an offensive lockout. Obviously, this will affect the daily operation of the business during that specific time. The other alternative is that if the employer can demonstrate that through Section 189 of the Labor Relations Act, this is a change that needs to be made for operational reasons and operational requirements, he can then rely on that section, Section 189, which deals with retrenchment specifically, to try and remedy the situation. Obviously, he needs to ensure full compliance with all the requirements of that specific section. Nico, that seems to be all the time we have for today. However, I'm sure you will agree that effecting changes is an exercise fraught with complexities. Employers are encouraged to contact their nearest CISA officers and seek the advice of their friendly legal advisor before going about effecting changes to terms and conditions of employment. Thank you. Thank you.